Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Alochos, Yoradeya, Chelek Sheni, Hilchos Kilei Kerem, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Yud. We dedicate the learning today, Le'iloi Nishmas, Isur Brebeliahu, whose yard site is today, on the 16th of Teves, and Le'iloi Nishmas, Rebeliezer, Rebnos Nyakov, Yentefravobas, Rabbi Shuarye, Harini Kaporaz Mishkovan, and Zahavaleya Bas Rebavram, and Tzipka Rivka Bas Rebhilel. And for a complete Rafua and Yeshua for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, Noya Nechama Bas Galia, Avivi Ilona Bas Yisbehendel, Sararacha Bas Yisbehendel, Yaakov Yisrael Ben Sor Yehudis, Simcha Ben Sor Yehudis, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Eliana Golda bas Chanefega, Talia bas Chanefega, Ayelet Shoshana bas Chanaleya, Yisrael ben Chanaleya, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leya, Sora Yacha bas Tchiyachava, Nechemia ben Tchiyachava, Yehudis Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Gitigenendel bas Sipoira, Lebaleya bas Sipoira, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Shlomo Nisim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, David Leib ben Shena, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Ruvein Mordechai ben Chana, Tzvi Shalom ben Rita Beverly, Fruma bas Ganesa, Doiv Ber ben Fruma, Aviva Chaya bas Estamindel, Moshe Leib ben Chana Breindel, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha bas Perel, Yente Sora bas Chanarus, Ruvein Moshe ben Rochel, Dovid Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eliyazab ben Michal, Hillel Yisrael ben Sora, Nechemi Zalman ben Sora Fega, Shloima ben Rifkesh Prinsa, Malki Hinda bas Kreindel, Akiva Kalman ben Sora Leia, Sora Leia bas Chavaliba, Shira Nechama Fega bas Chavaliba, Eliyahu ben Rusin de Bela, Lei ben Jenya, Besoich Shachov Yisrael. This halacha we said is based on chapter 4 in Likute Moran, and Rabbeinu Zalatir is speaking about the topic of Beetle to the Oyer Ein Soif. And in the previous year we spoke about the process that takes place when a person is davening Shachris, how a person is traveling through the four worlds. And, and when we get to Shmon Esrei, at the conclusion of Shmon Esrei, we're, we're in Atzilus, we're on a certain very high level of Bitul. Then we spoke about Nefila Sapayim. And now Rav Zal says, paragraph Yud, V'achar Nefila Sapayim, Achar Habitul, Oz Choizrin. After Nefila Sapayim, after we reached that incredible height called Bitul, we went above the Moichen, above Seichel, then we come back down. As the Novi says about certain angels, that they go up, rotsoi, very high, and come back down. I believe it's a printer's mistake, those that have it in early Kutialochis as El. And then the Rishimu of the Beetle, the imprint that remains with the person from the Beetle, shines into the das, into the brain of the person. Lodas ki Hashem That the person should know that everything Hashem does is for the good, whether it seems like kindness or it seems like the opposite. And then the person is able to realize that everything Hashem does is for the good, and it's at that point, after the person Davin Karbonois, Psuke de Zimra, Shma, Shmon Esrei, Tachnun, that's when the Shefa starts coming down. Because one of the most important requirements for a person to be able to draw Shefa, bounty, sustenance from Hashem is for the person to have this realization, this das, 
Shehu b'chinas realizing that everything Hashem does is for the good. B'chinas, as, as it says in the, in the Gemara, das koniso machosarto. If you've acquired das, what are you lacking? So Rav Nosanzal uses this to show us that it's when a person acquires this das, that's when they will not be lacking anything because that's what will avail them to receive a full measure of shefa from Hashem. And that's why after Nefila Sampayim, after Tachnun, we say Seder Kedusha means Ashreyu Voletziyayin. In a Voletziyayin, where we say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh Hashem Tzvokos. And Tfila Ladavid, the other part of Tachnun, Shekol Zehu Bechinas Hamshochas Hashefa Mehadasanal. That section of the tefillah is all about drawing down shefa from above based on the das that the person acquired. Now, based on what we've been learning here till now, we could understand why when a person is in a state of drunkenness, they're not allowed to daven at that time. Because before a Jew davens shachris in the morning, the four worlds are not in a perfect state. And therefore, if a person is going to drink wine at that time, the wine is negative. It's wine of drunkenness. And therefore, if a person is drinking wine at that time, they will not be able to achieve the beetle to the oir ein soif with the proper kedusha and tara by davening shachris. And therefore, it's forbidden for a person to daven at that time. It's not only shachris, so it applied to minchen marav also. We're talking about reciting a Shmon Esrei. Here's where Rav Zal states very clearly what, what the prerequisite is for this Beetle. Because a person who is not holy and pure, and the person wants to go up, and, and go so far up above the level that they're permitted to go up, above the level of light that they can handle in a positive way, that person causes major damage. And therefore, when a person is in a state of drunkenness, it's forbidden to daven at that time. Because as we learned in the previous year, tefillah is an example of bitul to the oir ein soif. Because what will happen is, because his vessel is damaged, if he gets that light, it will just cause him major confusion. The person will not be able to achieve the bitul in a healthy way of going up and coming back down in a, in a proper measured manner with holiness. Now, Rav Nosan adds one additional topic that's connected to this. The Zeb, paragraph Yud Aleph, the final paragraph of this halacha, the Zeb, Based on what we're learning here, and based on chapter 4 in Likud Imran, we'll be able to understand why it's very special when there's a minion, a minion of people eating together, or some people do it even when there's a mezuman, to have a kois shel bracha for the benching. A cup of wine. Ki ho'achilo Because Eating, which will require birka samosa, means that you had bread, which grows, which comes from grain, which grows from the ground. Dainu lechem min 
שאולוב דווקא חייב מברכס המוזלים. It's only when a person has bread that they have to, they're required to make ברכס המוזלים. ועיקר גידולי הצמוחים מן הורץ הוא בבחינס ביטול אלוהים סוף כנאו. And as we learned in the beginning of this halacha, a few shirim back, when something grows from the ground, it means it's gone through a state of bitul. Because, how does something grow from the ground? We take a seed, we put it in the ground, it rots, it falls apart, it almost disintegrates, which is this bitul. And from that, from that disintegration, comes forth shefa. That results in a tree or grain or whatever it is growing. V'yalkein al yidei ho'achila zoichin lehizbatel berotzein ho'elyoim. And therefore, Rav Nosson Zal tells us here now, based on chapter 7 in the second half of Likut Imran, a completely different chapter on Likut Imran, that when a person is eating properly, that's also a time that a person can achieve this beetle to the, there Rabbein refers to it as to the Ratzayin Ho'elyoyim. Da'aynu b'chinas bitul el ho'ein soif. Shezehu he'oras ha-Ratzayin shezoichin b'sha'as ha'achila. This is an example of bitul to the ein soif, which is also referred to as he'oras ha-Ratzayin, receiving a light that's coming from Ratzayin, which a person is zoichet to when they're eating. K'mavur b'maymar k'mirach m'minagim. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in the middle of chapter 7 in the second half of Likut Imran. This is what the Pasuk Mishle means when it says a tzaddik eats to satiate his soul. When a person, a tzaddik is eating, it's a spiritual experience. It's a way that he draws upon himself this light of he'oras haratzoim, which is a form of bitul. Bechinas, as it says also, You will be satiated and satisfied with the tzachtzachos of your soul. And tzachtzachos is a term used in Sifrei Kabbalah to refer to that incredible high light above the spheroes. And we know that a person who's eating properly bigdusha is zoichet to these lights of tzachzachos. Kemavur b'may martiku, as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 5 in the second half of Likud Imran. Sheheim lemala mehasfirois. The tzachzachos is something that's above the spheroes. And therefore, shehu b'chinas bitul ho ein soif. That's also an example of this bitul to the ein soif. V'yalkein oz achar ho achila and therefore, after a person eats a meal, Bikdusha, then the, the wine that they're drinking after the meal for Birkas Hamozain, the Kois of Birkas Hamozain, is holy wine. It's Yain Hamasameach, wine that brings joy. As the Pasuk says, wine brings joy to the heart of a person. And bread satiates a person. So note, the Pasuk is putting both of them together. And this is why the Gemara tells us that when a person is drinking wine in the middle of a meal where they've already had bread and they're eating food, that wine generally will not lead to drunkenness. As the Gemara says in Psachim, page 108, again, because when a person's eating a proper Suda, that's a healthy beetle to the Ein Soif. And again, this explains to us the cup of wine that's used for benching, for Berches HaMozayim, because when is a person benching? When they're satiated, when they've eaten enough bread to be satisfied. And then the person is able to draw wine with holiness. That's 
This is what Rabbein Azal refers to over there in chapter 7 in the second half of Likut Imran as the He'oras Harotzoim that a Jew can experience when they're eating properly. Bechinas bitul el ho'ein soif biktu which is another form, it's, it's another way of, of, re, of speaking about this bitul to the infinite light of Hashem with great holiness. Baruch Hashem. With this we conclude this halacha. Now Rav Nosson Saleh says, Hilchois kili hakerem halacha dalid, behilchis orla halacha dalid. A fourth discussion on the topic of Kiliakerim appeared earlier in Hilchas Orla Halachadalid. There, Rav Nosanzal also spoke about Kiliakerim. Vahalachahay, and a fifth discussion on the topic of Kiliakerim appeared also earlier in Hilchas Orla Halachahay, paragraph Ches. Now we go on to a new topic, still within Kilayim. But now it's kilei behema, kilayim, regarding working together with two different animals that are attached together, or f- causing two animals of different species to have relations together. Question in the chat. Here we just learned that Rav Nosanzal said that eating can help achieve bitul, which is like the peak of humility, where a person is nothing, but in the Chumash, it tells us that, it, that eating causes gaiva. It says you're going to eat, and you're going to become fat, and you're going to reject Hashem. How is it related? The answer is it's related very simple. These are two opposite forms of eating. When a person eats without making a bracha, or a person eats chas v'shalom more than they're supposed to eat, or, or any other type of wrong going against any of the laws of the Torah in terms of eating, then the eating leads to gaiva. When a person is eating bikdusha, when a person is particular about what they eat, they're particular about the kashras, they're particular about the healthiness of the food, they're particular about the amount of food that they eat, and they make a bracha before and after everything they eat, and they sit when they're eating, Rabbi Nezal said, a person when eating, even if there's nobody there, just you, you should picture yourself sitting in front of a king to eat with that kind of respect. When a person's eating that way, Bikdusha, then the eating leads to He'ora Sarotzaim, which is another term for beetle to the Ein Soif. Hilchois kilei behema halacha alef, al pi ha-toyra tfilo lechavaku kanal, behilches kilayim halacha alef. Rav Nosanzal says that this first halacha regarding kilayim in animals is going to be based on chapter 19 in Likut Imran, just like the first halacha of Hilchas kilayim that we had was also based on that chapter. Osur lachroish It's forbidden to plow a field or to pull, to have animals pull a wagon if it's two different species of animal, a horse and a mule, a horse and a donkey, or any, any combination like that. And the main violation of kile behema is when you're using these two different animals that are hooked up together to perform some kind of act of work. However, if they are not actually performing any work, you didn't violate yet the law of Kilei Behema. Ki'im beharbo'a. Another way that a person would be violating the law of Kilei Behema is if they cause the mating of two different animals. Two different species of animals. As the Shulchan Aruch in Yoradea, chapter 297, speaks about this. Over there in chapter 19 in Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal speaks about Loshon Kodesh, the holy language of the Torah, and he speaks about the languages of the other nations, which are not holy. And they represent those other nations which want to destroy us or want to, want to 
enslave us. And we are trying always to elevate Lushen Kodesh and, and to bring about the, the defeat of the languages of the other, other nations. Like we say in the Shemona Esrei on Yontav, you Hashem chose us from all the other nations. And you elevated us above all the other languages. So Rav Nelson Zal says here that causing kilayim of animals, that the reason why we're not allowed to mix two different animals together is so, because that could strengthen the languages of the other nations. Because any type of mixture is related to the languages of the Goyim, as the Torah tells us in the beginning, when the Goyim decided to build a tower to go up to heaven to fight with Hashem, it says there, Kishom Bolal Hashem Sfas that over there Hashem confused their languages. That's when Hashem imposed different languages so that they couldn't understand each other and they couldn't cooperate with each other to build this tower to rebel against Hashem. So we see we see that the languages of the Goyim are this diversity, these differences. So therefore when a person takes two different species of animals and, and thus tries to work together with them, they're tapping into these languages of the Goyim, which are different from each other. And again, the Torah stresses that the main violation is when you use these two animals that are attached to each other to perform work. Because all different types of work are included in the 39 basic types of work which Hashem imposed on the world as a result of Adam and Chava eating from the Eitz Hadas. That's when Hashem issued the curse of Be'itzavoyin Toichalena. You're going to have to struggle to eat, to earn a livelihood. What's the struggle? The 39 types of work. As a result of Odom and Chave eating from the Eitz Hadas, Hashem issued these 39 curses, 10 to Odom, 10 to Chava, 10 to the snake, and 9 to the earth. And that's also what resulted in man having to work, having to perform these 39 types of acts of work. Therefore, when a person is doing any type of work, we have to try to be very careful to sanctify the work and, and to remove the work from the tumor of the snake, which is what caused work to begin with. And this is why it's forbidden for us to perform work plowing a field or doing anything like that with two different species of animals hooked up together. Shehu bechinas Because we said again, kilayim, these two different species represent the languages of the nations which are different from each other. Bechinas pegam eitzadas, which is associated with the pegam eitzadas. Ki azai hamalocha nevgemes. Because if a person is going to work with kilayim, then the work is damaged. It has the tumor of the snake included in it. The 39 curses. And it strengthens the languages of the other nations. And so too, especially if a person causes, causes animals of two different species to mate together. Because the one of the major aspects of the pegam of the Eitz Hadas was a, a pegam of bris, as Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 19 in Likutei Moran. We know that the Gemara uses the wording, Odom Arishon Moshuch Ba'arlos 
that Adam Arishain was steeped in Arla. And the Sifre Kabbalah tell us that a major aspect of the Eight Sadas included the fact that Adam and Chava were supposed to wait till Shabbos, wait till Friday night, in order for them to join together, to mate together. And because they didn't, that was also considered an aspect of Pigama Bris. And there in chapter 19 in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nazal speaks about this also. And this, the damage of the Eitz Hadas affected even the animals. When Odom and Chava tasted from the Eitz Hadas, the Medrash tells us the animals also partake, partook from the Eitz Hadas. And that's what caused the animals to start mating with other animals that weren't from the same species. Kamaisha Kosov, as it says later on a little bit, by the story of the Mabel, the flood, because all flesh behaved in a manner of hashchasa, in a despicable manner on the earth. Rashi and Rashi points out over there that it wasn't just the humans that were behaving in improper manners in terms of the relationships between men and women, but even the animals were mating with animals from different species. And that was caused by the Eitz Hadas. And therefore it's forbidden for us to cause animals of different species to mate together because Kilayim represents the languages of the other nations, which draw from the damage of the Eitzadas. And the worst aspect of this Kilayimah is causing them to actually mate together. Whereas if you don't cause the animals to mate together, if they're just walking along side by side, then there's no, there's no Avera unless you work with two of them bound together. Because every type of work that a Jew does is a, is a form of Tikkun and Birur if it's being done properly. Because through these different types of work, plowing and threshing and other things, we're separating the good from the bad. We're separating the, the food from the chaff. And therefore, when doing that, we have to be very careful to avoid kilayim. Baruch Hashem. Once again, this is a halacha aleph, and I've mentioned in the past, Rav Nassar, when he was writing Likuti Halachas, the Halacha Alephs were in the beginning, very beginning of his career of writing. And, and as a result, those Halachas are generally much shorter, less explanatory, very clipped. We see in the later Halachas, Rav Nassar is much more explanatory and, and much more elaborate, usually. Halacha Beis. This, this halacha will be based on chapter 11 in Likud Imran, which is based on this pasuk. Rabbein Azal explains over there in chapter 11, we, we, we actually had a chapter of Likut HaLochus a few days ago that we were learning that was based on this same chapter in Likut Imran, where Rabbein Azal speaks there about Tikkun Abris, and he speaks about two levels of Tikkun Abris. There's the ordinary people, whose level of Tikkun Abris is that husbands and wives are able, are allowed to be together even during the six days of the week, according to the laws of the Torah, obviously, respecting all of the laws related to it. 
Whereas there's, that's called Yichuda Tato, a lower level Yichud. There's Yichuda Ilo, a higher level Yichud, which is the Yichud of Tzadikim, Tamidei Chachamim, where their connection between husband and wife is from Shabbos to Shabbos. And, and Rabbi Nassau also discussed over there the fact that when Hashem gave the command to the earth to produce vegetation, so when it came to the grass and, and the lower level plants, Hashem did not specify that they must, they must be produced in a manner that each species is separate. When it came to the Ilonois, by the Ilonois, it says, Liminehem, that each tree should grow within its own species, not grafting together, not combining two different species of trees. And Rabbeinazal says there that through this Tikkun Abris, through this proper relationship, through this, a person is to the 39 lights that are included in the letter Vav of the word Kavoid. Beshlemus to a to a very high level of perfection. I've mentioned I mentioned this recently in the past that Hashem's name Yud Vavke in the format of Shem Ma, where the Hey is written with with an Aleph, so that it's Yud Vav Dalid, Hey Aleph, Vav Aleph Vav. Those three letters together are Bigimatria thirty nine. And it's referred to in Sifrei Kabbalah as the 39 lights. The 39 lights that come from Yud Vav, which feed into that final hay of Yud Vav Ke. Rabbein Zalavadeh and the Kutimran shows we know the word Kavoid that can be written with a Vav or without a Vav. The word Kavoid, when written without a Vav, could also mean Kavoid, the liver. The liver, which is red, all blood, which represents asov, which represents anger, all kinds of negative things. Whereas kavod, when you insert the vav, kavod is honor, respect. That's the whole tachlis of creation. Is Hashem's honor and respect. Shemishom shleimus hadibur, and it's from those thirty-nine lights. From that vav in the in the word kavod, that a person that there shines perfection of speech. We know that when Moshe Rabbeinu, when Hashem wanted to send Moshe Rabbeinu to speak to Paroi, Moshe Rabbeinu said, "Ani, I am kvad per. I have difficulty with my speech. Kvad chaf beis dalid without the vav. Without the vav, it means difficulty in speech. With the vav, it means shleimus hadibur." And Rabbi Nezal explains there on the Kutimran that when a person is to Shleimus Hadibur, that will bring them to complete Shuva. Whereas a person who sins related to the topic of Briz, then instead of the 39 lights, this person falls into the 39 curses that were issued at the beginning of creation, which are, correspond to the 39 lashes that are given to a person who commits certain types of sins. Whereas a person who keeps the bris pure, even when a person like that is working during the six days of the week, they're performing the 39 acts of work, their work is referred to as holiness. It's like the 39 acts of work that were performed in the Mishkan. Bechinas taloiros, the 39 lights. Ayin shom heitev. Rav says, study chapter 11 on the Kutimran well to have a solid introduction for this halacha. Paragraph Aleph. V'zeh bechinas ma'shezhira atoyro loisachroish b'shoyer uvachamor yachdov. And this is why the Torah warns us, do not plow your field using an ox and a donkey that are connected together and pulling, pulling the, 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 the plow that's used to plow the field. The 
The main violation is that you're not allowed to perform any act of work using two different species of animals. Ki ikr tikan habris hu bebechinas leminehu because the essence of Tikkun Abris is all about a person sticking to their own type. Leminehu means your own type. To a person's own wife, not somebody else's wife. Or to, to a Jew, not a non-Jew. That's the, the essence of Tikkun Abris. Leminehu, to your own species. As Rabbi Nezal explains there in Likud Iran. And therefore, when you attach two different species of animal or chaya in working together, that's a major sin. Because all different types of work are included under the umbrella of these 39 types of work that the Torah speaks about. And when we are involved in doing work, we have to be extremely careful that our work, our 39 types of work, should not connect to the 39 curses. And the main way that we guard this, that we protect this, is through Shmira Sabris. Because again, Shmira Sabris is associated with the Vav of Yudke Vavke. That letter Vav represents the six spheroids of Chesed through Yesoid. And again, the, the letter Vav, Vav is six, referring especially to number six of those seven, which is the sphere of Yesoid, which is Tikkun Abris. Yosef is Bigimatria Vav, six times Yudke Vavke. V'yalkein b'shas sh'ois n'halamat es-malochois tzrichen li'zoher mo'oid me'bechinas pigam abris. And Rab Nelson Zal tells us, this is why when a person is going out to work, when a person is involved in work, a person, which is in these 39 types of work, person has to be very careful regarding pigama bris, committing any types of sins in the relationship between men and women. We pause here for a moment. This is a very, very important point regarding women going out to work, that, that there's definitely a danger, an element of danger when women are working with men, together with men, because again, work is, work is, a, is a, an important item. We're learning here that work could be mishkan and it could be curse, it could be either one. And, and when men and women are put together in close proximity for a length of time, and they're interacting with each other, they're speaking to each other, the Gemara warns that even speaking alone is a very powerful connection. And I've seen and heard cases of stumbling blocks in this type of situation. It's, that it's definitely a dangerous thing when a woman is put into that kind of position, and, or a man is put into that kind of position of having to work with women, other women, to work closely, and, and there's a potential danger of a, a wrong type of relationship, chas v'shom, developing. V'yalkein osro ha-toyro she-yisarvoaz b'shas ha-siyas e-zamalochom ilamates malochos shnei minei behema. And this is why the Torah has declared forbidden to combine together two different species of animals during the time of work. K'day sheloyu nivgomim halamates malochos so that the 39 types of work that are being done shouldn't be damaged as a result of combining together these two different species of animals. Shezeo bechinas pegama bris, which is a form of pegama bris. Ki iker tikana bris hu leminehu. Because the main definition of tikana bris is sticking to your own type. And this is why the Torah is specifically particular about not joining together these two different animals during work. 
Ki oz ikar ho'asora k'nal. That's when the main warning applies. Kedei shaliyu nivgomim halametes malochais. So that the 39 acts of work should not be damaged al yidei b'chinas pigam abris. Al yidei shemisarven shneminim. By combining these two different species. Vazayu chas v'shom halametes malochais b'chinas lametes malchais. And then the 39 acts of work will turn into 39 lashes, chas v'shom. Ki onu tzrichin la'asais halametes malochais b'bechinas tal oirois. Because we have to strive that our work, our 39 acts of work, should be connected to the 39 lights. Shezeh tolui betikin abris. Which, as Rabbein Azal explains there in the Kutim Ram, is dependent on tikin abris, Shehu Bechinas Liminehu, which is all about sticking to your own species. Paragraph base. Kibemes Kolechod Sorich Li Zoher Afilu Kishoise Ezemaloch Milamates Malochis, Shiloyipoil Chas Visholam Legashmias Hamalocha. Shehi Bechinas Behemias. Rabnosasal says the truth is whenever a Jew is doing any type of work, a Jew of the 39 types of work, a per, which, which is a term used to refer to all types of work, a person has to be especially careful not to become totally engrossed in the gashmias of the malacha, the physicality of the malacha, which is referred to as behemias. That's animal. <laughs> That's where the tumor of the snake, the original snake, is attached. The 39 lashes. <clears throat> but rather the Torah teaches us that even during the six days of the week when we're working, we are supposed to try to purify ourselves and draw the holiness of Shabbos into the six days of the week. To sanctify our work, and to extract the good from there, so that our work should be holy. It should be like the, the work in the Mishkan. The 39 lights. And all of this is connected to and dependent on Tikkunabris, Shehi Bechinas Kedusha Shabbos, which is the holiness of Shabbos. Kayadu, as is known. We know that Shabbos is called Bris. We say on Friday night, Vesham Ruvene Yisrael Esa Shabbos, Lase Esa Shabbos Ledoiroisam, Bris Oilam. And this is why we have to be especially careful when we're doing work using animals not to attach two different species of animals. Because we are supposed to elevate everything into holiness. Our mission is to elevate the aspect of behema to the level of Adam. Because Adam represents Das, Seichel. The Arizal says that the letters of Hashem's name that represent Das and Seichel are the Yud and He. And we know that there are three parts to the brain, Chachma bin Adas. So the Arizal says three times Yud K is Bigimatria Adam, showing that man is supposed to be in intellect, Das, which is synonymous with Tikkun Abris, because Pegam Abris is called silliness, foolishness. Mesech, the, the, the Pasuk in the Torah, which speaks about Chas Vashon, a man and woman committing a sin, is, it says, Ki sister ishtoi. If a person's wife will be sister, and the Gemara says, Ruach shtus, referring to a silliness, a foolishness. Shezeo bechinas kovoid b'shleimus. When there's das, and when there's tikkun abris, that's perfection of kovoid. Ki iker ha-kovoid hu bechinas odon. Because the, the most respectable and respected 
category in, in creation is man. As Rabbein Zal speaks about this in chapter 194. And man is the one who has the pow- a power of speech to speak words that shine. Because Dibur, real speech, real proper speech, is what defines man. Man is called Medaber. And a behema, a cow, a horse, are the opposite of all of this, the opposite of Das, the opposite of Dibur Hameir. Ki behema hu heteradas. Behema means lack of Das. When I say to somebody, you're a, beh- you're a behema, I mean you're an idiot. Bechinas pegamabris, shehu bechinas behemias kamuva, which is also related to pegamabris, which is also referred to as behaving like an animal. Vehi bechinas hedera kovoid, lack of kovoid, the opposite of kovoid. Ki iker hakovoid hu begeder haadam, because the main kovoid applies to the category of man. Ve'ein lo dibor, whereas behema does not have dibor, proper dibor, intellectual dibor. And our mission is to elevate and, 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 and purify from behemoth to Adam. Because Hashem created everything for the sake of man. A person who does have tikkunabris and does have das that person is qualified to sort out the good from the bad and everything, and to elevate everything. And such a person is capable of elevating from behema to Adam. Which is the real perfection of holiness. When a person is able to take behema and elevate it to Adam. Behema means lack of das. When a person elevates themselves from a status of lack of das to increase das, they're going from behema to adam. Ki iker hatshuva hu mi behema la adam. Because when we talk about a, a person doing tshuva, that's also about a person rising up from the status of behema to the status of adam. Because all the sins that a person could do are referred to as maisa behema, the actions of a behema, lack of intelligence, a person not using their brain. If Hashem tells you if you do this, you're going to be punished for it, why would you do it? Unless you're not thinking properly. So all sins are referred to as maisa behema. And when a person does tshuva, they correct the sin. And therefore, the person rises from the status that they were in previously. Before they were behema, now they're becoming adam. This is one of the reasons behind bringing animals as korbanos to atone for our sins. Because by a Jew bringing a cow or a sheep or an animal as a sacrifice in the Beis Hamikdash to Hashem, through that we elevate from Behema to Adam. As the Pasuk says in the beginning of Chumash Vayikra, Adam kiyakrivmikem korban Lashem min ha if a person will offer a korban tashem from a from behema, so we're going from behema to adam. and therefore these korbanos forgive and atone for a sin. Shehu maise behemius, a sin is referred to as the actions of an animal. And this is why the Torah declared forbidden to combine together two different species of animals when they're working. 
so that the work is not being performed through a, a pegamen bris. So that through that person's work, they'll be able to elevate from behemoth to Adam. And this is why the Torah, in giving the example of Kile Behema, mentions specifically plowing. Because plowing is the first of the 39 acts of work. As it says in the Shabbos, what are the categories of work? that are forbidden on Shabbos, Hazoireya, a person who plants, Vahachoyresh, and a person who plows the earth to prepare it for planting, Upirshu Bigamara, and the Gemara says later on, Ki Harisha Havalei The Tana should have listed Harisha before Zriya. What do you do? You, what do you do first? You plant, you put the seed in the ground, or first you plow the earth to soften the earth to be able to receive the seeds? Of course, you do the Harisha first. So we see Harisha is the first act of, of work, of Malacha. After Harisha comes Zriya, after that comes all the later steps that lead up to producing bread or whatever it is. Now Rav is going to go into a discussion specifically expounding on Shoer and Chamoyer, Ax and donkey, or ox and, ox, ox and donkey, which are mentioned in many places in the Torah, and Rav Nassim is going to show us what that's all about. And Yitz Hashem will take this up in the next year. Any questions before we close? Wishing everybody a wonderful day. This week is Parshas Vayechi, which is the final Parsha of Chumash Bereshis, which closes the chapter of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, the three forefathers, the twelve Shvatim are born, and everybody is down in Mitzrayim, going way, way down, major Yerida. But we know, Rabbi Nezal teaches us, that in, in, in Judaism, a Yerida is Tachlis Aliyah, that from that Yerida, came forth a Jewish nation, came forth a Yitzias Mitzrayim. This is going to lead us to Parshas B'Shalach, which is Shira Sayam, where the Jews achieved one of the highest heights, one of the greatest heights of the revelation of Hashem, took place where a Shifcha, a maidservant, was able to see Hashem at Kriyas Yamsuf more clearly than Yecheskel Anavi. And then we have Parshas Yisroi, which is Matan Torah, incredible heights to know that whenever any individual is going through a Yerida, or when Klal Yisrael is going through a Yerida, it means that there's a major Aliyah that's supposed to be coming after that. Halavai, we should be to get to the Aliyah, the, the ultimate Aliyah, the Geula Shlema, the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Beis Mitesh, Amen v'Amen.